Today on Hands-On Photography, you all have been asking me, I don't know how many times over the last couple of years about wedding photography. Well, today we're finally going to get into wedding photography. And no, it's not me. I'm not talking about wedding photography. My guest, Andre Brown, is an amazing wedding photographer, uh, has great experience and great stories to tell. It's going to be a fun episode. Y'all stay tuned. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This episode of Hands-On Photography is brought to you by Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics by reinventing home essentials that are good for you and the planet. Right now, you get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash hop. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Matt Pruitt, and this is Hands-On Photography. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm unbelievable as always on this fine podcast. I like to sit down and share different tips and tricks that are going to help make you a better photographer as well as a better post processor. And every now and then I get an opportunity to sit down with an esteemed professional photographer out there that's doing some amazing things. It's just creating beautiful art as well as also sharing uh, some knowledge for everybody that's trying to get better in this field. And that's what we got going on today. I have a guest that's hailing from all the way over there in the east side of the country, down there in the south, in Atlanta. This man is a amazing portrait photographer, but he's definitely known for his his wedding photography as well. And his interesting background and how he actually got into this because photography wasn't the first thing in this in his career. But we'll touch on that momentarily. Allow me to introduce to you all my man, Mr. Andre Brown. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How's everything going? <laughs> it is unbelievable as always. I appreciate you sitting down with me today and just uh, dropping some knowledge because, man, I got to tell you, I've had the topic come up on the show a gazillion times. We are now in 150 plus episodes of hands on photography and it's been a lot of times people ask me about wedding photography and I got to tell you, I always say, uh, no, I'm not advising that. <laughs> I'm not advising it, man, because wedding photography is a different beast of a craft. And I've always just, just given a tip of the hat to you folks out there that's doing it and doing it well. You know, I've previously had Miss Vanessa Joy on the show way back when I know you probably know her. She's a Canon Explorer of light and just does amazing wedding work and, and, and shares a lot of interesting tips on that. And hopefully we can have you sit down today and share some of your insight far as just, you know, the ins and outs of, of doing wedding photography and doing it well and the dynamics of dealing with people. <laughs> but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're from and, and, and um, I'm not going to ask you, like, when did you first start shooting photography, but just give us a little bit of background on you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I grew up military brat, so I, I moved over, I moved around. I never really tell people I'm from anywhere. Oh, okay. You know, I spent my, my younger years in Boston and I was born in South Carolina. I went to high school in South Carolina. Um, I lived in LA longer than I lived any place else. So after, after college, I moved to LA, I worked in music and, uh, I was out there for 12 years. And then I moved here to Atlanta about 10 years ago. Um, so a little, 
nice. all over the place again from you know military life. I think I skipped like you know college. I went to college in Florida, down in Orlando, and uh, so I've been you know kind of all over the place and have been fortunate enough to with music travel a lot, mm-hmm. and then with photography I travel a lot. It's generally the first conversation or the first people ask me. First thing people ask me during the conversation is like, where are you? Are you in Atlanta or, you know, <laughs> where in the world are you? Uh, which I find hilarious because I never post about how much I travel. So yeah. the fact that people know I'm never home, one, is is strange to me, right? <laughs> but, but two, it's like, I mean, obviously, to some degree, you know, you don't really think people are paying attention, but people do understand, you know, people are paying attention sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but, yeah, photography is, has taken me um, all around the world again, and it's it's exposing me to a lot of uh, new experiences that I that I didn't get to have before. So. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned going to school in, in, in Florida, there in central Florida, but mm-hmm. you you got started in the creative industry on the music side of things. Right. Tell me a little bit about that, because that's that's a first uh, here on the show. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I went to I went to college. I went to a school called Full Sail. It's super popular now. But when I went to Full Sail, like Full Sail was like half of the building that housed the water department. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Back then. So, um, you know, now it's like this big monstrosity of a school. And, yeah. uh, you know, but I went to school for music. And the music program and the film program, they cross at some point because right. obviously they go hand in hand. So when I moved to L.A., I um, was working in music. We did a. We ended up doing a lot of music for like television shows and movies and stuff like that. And that was my first exposure to photography, cinematography type thing. Right, mm-hmm. uh, being able to be on like when we were working with different artists, going to magazine shoots, going to music video shoots, things of that nature, and uh, getting to see the stills and stuff. And I'm like, man, like that's dope. Like, how does how does that even look like that? Yeah. The naked eye, you know, right. it doesn't translate. And, um, you know, but I've I always said that my buddy, Alan, who is this photographer in LA, who I just thought this dude was the best photographer in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to tell him all the time, like, like, man, like I just, I, I would love to just come and hang out and see what's what. I have zero interest in being a photographer. I used to tell him this all the time. So if Alan knew I was a photographer right now, he'd be pissed. Like, yo, he didn't want to be a photographer. But that was the truth. Right. Even when I started in photography, I had zero interest in being a photographer. I was transitioning from music, looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, was my family was like, oh, you should be a photographer. And I'm like, like don't make money, you know? And, um, but there was this like whole other world of photography that I didn't really know existed. Like, you know, like I'm f- originally from a small town. So like, you know, Olin Mills and J.C. Penney. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, living in L.A., then, you know, like these bigger fashion photographers. So like the Nigel Barkers, the Nick Salyum Bennies, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, so Nick, I knew Nick through a, a friend 
And Nick shot like the covers of Maxim, right? Nice. But there was a whole world in between that I had no idea about. And um, once I started to like explore a little bit, you know, I got into portraits like everybody else. Started off with portraits, you know, charging nothing for portrait sessions and people not wanting to pay that. Yeah. So I kind of went to weddings more so because I knew that people had a particular expectation of what they had to spend on a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Were, <laughs> they're very skewed guidelines, but at the time, like, you know, you had the knot and wire, wedding wire who were like, oh, you're going to spend X, Y, Z, you know, in this range for a photographer. Right. So that I can look at that number, say, all right, this is the, this is what people are paying. I can shoot this number of weddings. I can make my income predictable. Right. Right. That's why I went down a wedding rabbit hole and just kind of fell in love with, you know, weddings and shooting weddings. Today's episode of hands-on photography is brought to you by blue land. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning products are pretty much 90% water. So that means it's pretty heavy to ship. And of course, this leads to excessive carbon emissions and totally screwing up our air. Good grief. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. Man, this is a lose lose situation for me, you and the planet. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the number of plastic bottles and containers you throw away? You ever thought about purchasing a more eco-friendly product but didn't quite know where to start? Or maybe you've tried a few of those, quote, green products, but found it to be pricey or flat out ineffective. If you've answered yes to any of these questions, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics by reinventing home essentials that are good for you and the planet. Blue Land's innovative tablet refill solution takes up 10 times less space than a traditional bottle, and their powerful formula keeps your home clean and smelling amazing. The idea is simple. You just grab one of their beautiful forever bottles and fill it up with some warm water, throw in one of their little cleaning tablets, and then you get the cleaning. That's it. Simple. Refills start at just $2, and you don't have to buy a new plastic bottle every time you run out of the cleaning product. You can even set up a subscription so you never run out of the products you use the most and save even more when you buy in bulk. Love how that works. From cleaning sprays to hand soap to toilet cleaner and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with ingredients that you can feel good about. We use the good old um, toilet cleaner here in the Pruitt household. It's, it's literally just a tablet. You drop it in the bowl and it fizzes up and bubbles up and all of that good stuff. And you can tell it's just doing its thing to clean the toilet bowl effectively. You can try the Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Blue Land products come in refreshing signature scents like iris, agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And for a limited time, Their hand soap is getting a bit of a holiday upgrade with three refreshing new scents. They have the evergreen, they have winterberry, and they have peppermint. Now, doesn't all of that sound like the holiday season? Yes, it does. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash hop. That's 15% off your first order of any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash hop. Yep, blueland.com slash hop. 
slash hop. Hey, Blue Land, I appreciate you supporting hands-on photography. So basically, the the existing structure of wedding pricing at the time just sort of made it easier for to, for you to jump in and say, you know what? All right. I know I can pay my bills because this is a standard that everybody tends to follow. And if I want to crank it up a little bit and give myself a little bit of a raise, I could do that. Um, so that that's what it was. It, it, you, it had nothing to do with the pageantry of weddings or anything like that, because I know some photographers, they 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 really get into the idea of all of the fluff and pageantry and, and pomp and, you know, all of that stuff that goes on with the weddings. And I'm thinking, that's just not my scene. Um, I, I couldn't get into it. Is, is <laughs> it. Do you ever look at it like that? You get into the, 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 the environment of the wedding and you're like, wow, this is just absolutely beautiful. I, I can't help but to click the shutter. Or is it more so I'm just going to make these people look really, really, really good. And they're going to want to call me back and tell everybody on the planet about me. So it ended up being a combination of things. So like the first thing I ever wanted to do as a career, like I'm in high school, I'm figuring things out. Right. Mm-hmm. The first thing I ever wanted to do as a career was to be an interior designer. And that wow. became... That came from um, I'm really close with one of my aunts Mm -hmm. and her and her and my uncle were in the process of building a house at the time. Right. So, you know, going back to Boston, spending time with, you know, her, they're they're picking out flooring. They're, you know, they're picking out faucets, wallpaper, you know, all of this. I was just really intrigued with it all. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So that was like the first thing that I was like solid on that I wanted to do was be an interior designer. I made that pivot later on into, you know, music just because I had gotten some exposure to some things. And I was like, you know what, I think I think this might be kind of, you know, cool. And um, so as a as I got into weddings again from a, a, a need, like I needed to be able to make some money. Right. Um <laughs> When you when I, I keep in mind, like I had never been to a wedding before I shot my first wedding. Oh wow! You know, so I had, <laughs> wow. Okay, I had no baseline. You know what I'm saying of what to do, and I'm not even like in a. I don't have a friend group where I'm always like at weddings, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've been to. I've been to like one, maybe two weddings as an attendee. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had like, I had no baseline for what a wedding was supposed to be like. So I kind of just had to figure it out. Right. Oh my um, gosh, dude. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so there's that process of like going through the process and trying to figure out like, and is what I'm doing standard? Like, am I doing what's expected of me? Um, and I do wish that I had gotten an opportunity to like second shoot and stuff like that more before I got into weddings, mm-hmm. because I feel like my initial clients would have appreciated it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I would have had a little bit more of a baseline. Right. But, you know, now it's I, I get the best of everything when the decor is great. I love the decor. I mm. rarely, you know, trust the the second shooter or something like that shooting decor. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot the decor, right. you know, shooting the details in the first part of the day. 
if if I'm in a groove and I can get the details the way that I want them because I'm thinking ahead, mm-hmm. what an album spread is going to look like, things of that nature. So if if that's going good, I already know I'm in a rhythm mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great day. If I get there and the details are like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, you know. It's not, it's not giving me that opportunity to kind of like warm up and get in a groove or get excited, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can literally hit every genre of photography on a wedding day, product photography with the details and the shoes, yeah. you know, the decor, like that's like interiors to right. some degree. Right. Um, Architectural at times too. Right. Right, which is what my my portraits are. Most of this stuff that I have here in the studio right now is maternity because I'm I'm here in the studio, and you know this is mainly where I do maternity portraits. Mm-hmm. But even here, I got like some um, products from clients that like they're all environmental shots. Like I've, I'm known for these environmental shots, but my goal is to sell wall portraits. Yeah, you know? so, <laughs> of course I'm out there taking like these environmental shots. So. um I can hit every genre of photography, you know, on, on a wedding day. Nice. Nice. So your, your first tip for people that are interested in getting into wedding photography, what, is it safe to say that they should probably attend a couple of weddings or, 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 <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe just um, see if they could do like some assistantship or anything like that with, with another yeah. photographer shooting weddings. What are your thoughts on just for folks wanting to really get into this craft of shooting wedding photography? Assist as much as possible. You know, I still second shoot now. I second shoot. I have a, a friend of mine who second shoots with me and I go and I second shoot weddings with him. Nice. You know, pre COVID, me doing my weddings and his weddings, we, we were probably doing, you know, in total 50, 60, you know, weddings a year because we're shooting for one another. I right. shoot 30, 30 plus, right? Wow. Plus what he's got going on and most of his weddings were Indian weddings. So, right. You know, Lots of, of wedding days, but I'd have friends just like, oh, man, you know, what are you doing Saturday? I need a second shooter. You know anybody? I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, here I am. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go shoot to be able to go out and just focus on nothing but creating and not have to worry about the stress of wrangling family members and, you know, having to, to, to be this front person. I can just go in and create some dope pieces. <laughs> like that. That's, that's fun. You know, the pay that comes along with it, it's like, that's negligible, that's, right? Right. Right. Yeah, you know, second second shooter pay. You know, it's it's negligible, but I can go in and just it's the art, create, the creation, there. right? I love exactly. that. Love that. Now, wedding season. Okay, again, I'm an outsider on, on this thing. I, mm-hmm. I see wedding season as being, you know, roughly like April to July, August, August tops. Is that is that typical wedding season or is it something that just this is year round you know because you're saying mm-hmm. you're shooting 30 something weddings in a in a year you know that's right. to me that's that's a that's a lot because that's only a handful of months in my head of wedding season but is i'm assuming wedding season is stretched out further than those months yeah it definitely varies in like the part of the country that you're in so mm-hmm. here in atlanta we could be definitely march to november right, right? 
um, in like the South, Georgia, South Carolina, you know, Alabama. Yeah. March to November. Um, so here, popular months are May because it's like right before it gets crazy hot. Yeah. September because it's on the backside of it being extremely hot. And then October is like better temperatures. So depending on price point, mm-hmm. um, you know, things of that nature, you could easily end up with 12 weddings in March, 12 in September, 12 in October, like wow. Friday, Friday, Saturday is Sunday weddings. Um, yeah. I just, yesterday, I had gone to a, a hotel here just to go grab a drink with a friend. I go in, I see a videographer. I know like, Oh, what's going on? What you doing? He's like, I'm shooting a wedding. It's Monday. <laughs> Monday. And he's like, shoot this wedding. like in the middle of the afternoon. Right. Wow. But yeah, here, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in March and May. September, uh, May, September, October, easily you could book be booked out. You know, uh, uh, every one of those. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I'd like to follow you around just to see that that that, that flow and that process of of just going two hundred mile an hour. It sounds like you have to go two hundred mile an hour minimum. <laughs> some some weddings are like that. You know, some weddings you get there and uh, like I had a wedding it was October twenty second. It was nonstop from the time that I got there. That was the first time I ever shot a wedding and I went home and I was like moving slow and I was just really <laughs> tired. I'm like, I don't know if that's the 41 or this wedding just kind of took me out, you know, but, uh, um, got your miles in. <laughs> yeah, man. When it was all said and done, like I didn't do nothing the next day, like nothing at all. Now, now you mentioned you meeting up with a videographer here, just in happenstance here. I noticed on your website, you talk about some of the services you offer and video is now included in some of your services. Uh, can you share some of your thought process behind that? Because we've been talking about editing video, at least for people getting started with video editing. I've done a, a few modules to help people dive into an editor and, and you know, understand the in and outs of just putting mm-hmm. something together. Uh, what's it like? You know, saying, you know what, I'm going to do not only photos, but I'm also going to do video for a wedding. You know, what are what are you looking for? What, what What's the thought process from a video standpoint? It's stressful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just be real with me. <laughs> right. So doing doing wedding video. And photo, there are very few people that do both well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm biased, but I like to think that my team and I we do both well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm looking more so for the story component. We live in this time now. Like I started, I started offering video. I think it was like 2018 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, very story driven, you know, cinematic, like cinematic is like a buzzword or whatever now or whatever. Right. But, yeah. I, I got to tell you, I sort of hate hearing that. Um, <laughs> Cause a lot of times people assume yeah. cinematic is a color. I'm like, no, it's not a color. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like when the cinematic became like this buzz where everybody's doing cinematic videos, you look at the video, you like, 
it's nothing cinematic about this, right? Right. But you know, our goal is to tell a story with the videos, right? And now we live in this time where I'll show I'll show up to weddings. I'll see a videographer come in. He's got one gimbal, one camera, two lenses, you know, and he's like, Oh yeah, it's about to make a wedding video. I'm like, bro, do you know when we go in, you know, we're five cameras, yeah. you know? Yeah. Ceremony set up, two on the two on the flank. So over the shoulders for um for each one of the uh the partners in the, the couple, right? Mm-hmm. You got the wide in the aisle, you got the tight in the aisle. You know, I've mm-hmm. had weddings where we've thrown we've been outside, so we've thrown the drone up to like pan to like make it like yeah. this theatrical experience, right? right? Right. You know, going out shooting b-roll just oh what you doing today i'm not doing nothing just going out and shoot b-roll just to be able to have good content to add to you know wedding videos right right but cats are are not doing that these videographers are not doing that they're not putting as much you know thought and attention and care into the process and in all fairness I don't think people know that that's what they want. Like the, and this is, you know, no shade to videographers out there, but it's been a thing for the past. Like there's no barometer for videography, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, Oh, we got captured on video. That's why these things are so powerful now, you know? Yeah. Think about it. Everything that on TV is horizontal. Now life has become vertical because they they depend on this, right? right? Right. And there are people out there who capture great videos. They tell good stories with this, right? But right. most people who are out there collecting a check as a videographer, they're just capturing. They're just catching clips and cutting them together. They're not telling stories. They're not, you know, they're not putting that much thought and care into it at all. Okay. Now my next question, getting into weddings. Um, I, I guess it's ideal to just focus more on one aspect, photography or, or focus on video. You, you don't recommend going in, you know, with both. No, not if you can't have a solid team to do both well, right? Mm-hmm. So even me, I will only take only take a certain amount of photo and video combos a year, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll also only take those jobs if I can have particular team members with me. I need to be able to have my main video guy that I don't have to ask any questions. Mm-hmm. I don't have to run behind audio, things like, did you do this, do that? Like, I don't have to ask. All I have to do is focus on photo. Right. He shoots the video. When it's time to dig into the content, I know that I have the content that I want, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't go out there and do both just to get a check, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. not at all, because something is, is going to something is going to suffer. Like I had a, a situation where I was booked for both. My guy ended up with COVID. Oh, boy. Oh no! Now I'm around like a ticket with my head cut off, trying oh, no. to figure it out, and like we're trying to salvage quality of video because we're we're getting a body right to kind of to help. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, people that have a camera and call themselves videographers are not necessarily out there looking to tell a story, right? Photographers, right. in all fairness, are not out there to tell a story, right? At the end of the day. You know, for me, 
I'm I'm shooting for these, man. Right. Like I'm, <laughs> these I'm, I'm shooting for these. Right. Yeah. Because that's the difference between me selling an album and not selling an album, but also selling a you know, 20 page album versus a 50 page album, or, or there have been times where I've done volume one, volume two albums. Wow. Good yeah. grief. Yeah. <laughs> because once you, you lay it out in story form, right? Yeah. People will, will fall in love with it, you know, and just or depending on what you're charging for those albums, like my bigger album that I have over here, this is the album that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. I, I charge 35, 50 for it. Mm-hmm. I got a, a buddy, my mentor. He charges six thousand mm. um, and people are and people are paying it all day. Right. People are paying thirty five all day. So right. you know, and I like to think that in terms of the way my albums are laid out, I've seen his albums. They're they're not laid out in the same way. I was actually pretty surprised. I was like, man, like this is pictures on a page. It's not like storyboard form the way that I do it. Right. Right. There's a difference. Um, yeah. Right. You know, and he's charging more money and doing less work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's working for him, you know, but yeah. again, I want to be able to sell as much of this stuff as humanly possible. There's, there's a difference between, Oh, I charge my, my rate and I'm delivering this gallery of images versus, you know, coming in later on, selling products and stuff. I have a client that's coming in Friday for another shoot. I just shot their wedding. Up until this point, they're twenty thousand in with me nice. for the year. Nice. That's awesome. Wedding <laughs> wedding and post wedding. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. We got into this next session yet, right? So, you know, but that's being able to to show products and having a, a workflow that supports whatever your your ultimate right goal is. Right. I love that. I love that. You gotta set yourself <laughs> up for the success. Gotta set yourself right. up for it. Now before we get out of here, um I want to give you the opportunity to tell folks where where they can find the stuff that you're shooting that you can actually share. Cause some things, you know, not all weddings are meant to be shared online. Um, but <laughs> where, where, where can we find the stuff that you've been working on? Or do you have any speaking engagements coming up? Because I know that, that you have done some things with um, imaging USA and WPPI. And, and, uh, you, and I believe you're also a part of um, uh, Stella pro Stella Pro and those folks and Westcott mm-hmm. and uh, I love Stella Pro. This this is a Stella Pro CLX ten that I use the light for the show. It's such <laughs> a good light. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a yeah, good so light. I, I use the Stellas. I use the Stellas a lot at weddings. Um, so you know, I know we have time restriction, but um, for instance, my lighting setup is I'll have um, always have four four flashes, strobes, you know. Yep. Um, I, I use the West Guides for that. But no matter what, I always have my two Stellas. My, um, it's generally two CLX-10s. If I'm traveling, you know, I, I do, again, I do a lot of travel. I'll take a CLX-10 and I'll take a reflex, right? Mm-hmm. Because those give me the, the ability to move quickly and not have to fiddle with flash power. Whatever I see is what I get. Yep. So, my CLX-10 is generally, besides my camera and lenses, that's the first thing that I have, right? That's what's up. Flash, 
flashes are you know negligible to some point, right? Yeah. CLX ten because I use that as a rover light. So I'll I'll have my four lights set up. They'll be placed wherever they're placed. Yeah. Ceremony reception, but I'll throw CLX ten on a stand inside of a soft box, and I use it as a rover light. It's with me twenty four seven. It's yep. always on my right and. Now, if I'm shooting decor in the space with my flashes, mm-hmm. my couple comes, I could just take the CLX 10, throw it on them, boom, 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 get my shots. Um, if the room, if the lights are set up in the room for room decor and a piece, of, like a, a area is dark that I just can't, you know, quite get to. Right. I just take CLX 10, put it <laughs> on whatever it is. Like it's. It's quick. I love that thing. Bad. The battery lasts so long on it. It's a tank. Um, because I've dropped right. mine a couple times. Don't tell right. don't tell Stella. Don't tell Light in Motion. <laughs> I've dropped it a couple <laughs> times. But uh <laughs> but it takes a beat in and it keeps right. on going, you know. But that's that's the, the difference between having pro grade material versus um prosumer ish. You know, you pay a little bit more, but little stuff like that goes a long way for gear. Yeah. <laughs> And like, so for me, I do photo and video, right? Mm -hmm. But cut on those jobs where I'm doing photo video, I'm using my stellar lights for my video lights and it reduces the the need for some of my other lights because I can just use them for both. I just expose products for both. Um, And then the the CLX-10s have those, uh, the modifiers to be able to take the light and change them like a medium focus, a wide focus, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, we're all big on strobes. You know, again, I use the Westcott's, you know, I, I love those lights. I use them here in studio. But I always, always, always have my my Stellar Pro CLX 10 on me. And again, just all depending on certain scenarios, I have my my reflex with me as well. Like if I'm if I'm for sure going to have an assistant, I'll have that reflex because it's got that little pistol grip. Yeah. I haven't played with the reflex yet. I I remember they they announced that or launched it last year, I believe. But I haven't Mm -hmm. haven't got my hands on one of them yet. I need to. See if I can get my hands on one to play with it. I like the the size and form factor of it. Like you said, it's just the portability of it because the CLXN right. is already portable. They made this one even smaller and more portable, but yet you're still getting a decent amount of power to use on right. pretty much wherever you are in location. So yeah, I'm have to look at that thing at some point. It's, it's <laughs> especially like the burst mode. So I mean, I use them more as constant lights, right? Yeah, because I want that grab and go feel. Yep whatever light I get is, you know, is what I get. Right. Yep. But I was on his initial demo team of the, uh, of the, um, uh, the reflex. I don't know if I can say that, but you know, it's, it's out. <laughs> so I was on the initial demo team and, and I'm, when I say demo team, I'm, I'm like, all right, nobody can touch it. Here's a trigger. You guys use it. And when I tell you the burst mode, which, emulates a flash right never misses fire we, so we, we're we're trying okay. to bring, okay they gave us the job of basically break it right yeah and at the time i was you know um i was using the 1dx2 at the time 1dx2 i don't know if you've ever put that on like continuous mode mm-hmm you put that thing on continuous mode, it's like a Rambo movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
This joint never miss. Wow. Never, yeah, because normally miss. recycle time is the key when it comes to these these types of lights. And they're right. they're always boasting having a fast recycle time, but I gotta tell you, it's never fast enough, right? No. <laughs> and because this is not a a, a traditional strobe, um, you're not subject to um sync speed either. Right, right. Right. You don't have to worry about that. So it's just it's just putting out light. Now, yes, you don't have the power that you would have on like a, a six hundred or four hundred or something like that, right? Yeah. But you're able to get out there and and make some things happen. You want to shoot, you know, during sunset, which is typically what we're doing anyway. Like yep. I know one, I'm not out there midday shooting. Nope. And I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have these uh, Westcotts in here. I'm not out there midday shooting. One is hot, right? <laughs> then, right? Then you have the complications of, you know, oh, I, I need to have proper modifiers to get rid of raccoon eyes. Like yeah. I'm going for the path of least resistance. Yeah. So I can take that out there and and um, and get done what I need to get done. And I've actually found a way to kind of like Jerry rig it to my uh, my Magbox, yeah. right? Because I carry my Magbox everywhere with me, right? So I've found a way to like mount it to my to my Magbox. So now I have the portability of the Magbox. I got this light that that I have mine at the at the house inside of my camera bag, mm. but I got a light that's like effectively this big in terms of thickness, mm. um, this big in terms of how round it is. I can slide it in anywhere oh. a little pistol grip part i could drop that in there and i'm gone and it, it's lightweight so um yeah man those those lights were are a a game changer you that's know so i have two of the s's and then i have two um and that's the reflex s mm-hmm. so I have two of the s's and then i have two of the clx 10s and I would, I always have at least one of each with me everywhere I go. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, I need to get my hands on the reflex. I'll, I'll have to go check out the website. We'll have some uh, descriptions and, and links in our show notes to let people take a look at those as well. Because, again, I use the CLX-10 and, and it's a tank. It's a tank. I've I've hey, I've, I've I've I've. Um, uh, abuse it a couple times, not on purpose, <laughs> and it's still it's still ticking, waterproof, and all of that. So yeah, they, they definitely get a, get a good sign off from me on that as well. My man, I really do appreciate you hanging with me today. Um, are you? What's your Instagram site where people can give you a follow or your website? Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. All my social uh, accounts are Andre Brown Photo, so you can find me everywhere. Andre Brown Photo. My website is my name andrebrown dot com. Uh, um, you got a better chance of uh, getting updated content on Instagram than on my website. <laughs> like most people. Uh, um, and, and ironically, I'm horrible about posting on Instagram too. So, but. Um, I'm all, you know, stay there or look there for updates. You know, I'll be at WPPI, um, likely, I haven't made announcements, but I'll likely be at WPPI, um, doing a lighting class. So I'll have my, my Stellas with me there. Um, I'll be at, uh, I'll be at imaging talking about workflows and how to, um, you know, grow, grow your business and, you know, double, triple your income without doing much more work than what you're already doing. 
Um, Sounds like a plan. <laughs> right. Check, check out my education platform, BocaAcademy.co. I have, you know, classes there about, you know, different photography uh, uh, subjects. So it's myself and some other instructors there providing a great photography education over there. So yeah, let's check us out. Sweet, sweet. My man, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you being on here and dropping some knowledge for everybody here in the hands-on photography community. Thanks, man. Just have me back anytime. Just give me a shout. Definitely. Definitely. All right. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Man, there's so much knowledge dropped there. And um, I got to tell you, I enjoyed talking to him, but mm, I'm probably still not getting in the way. <laughs> I'm probably still not going to do it. Nope, 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 nope. But everybody, hey, thanks for checking out the show each and every week. Do me a favor. Go ahead and make sure you are subscribed in whatever podcast application you're using, even on our YouTube channel. Um, go to the website, twit.tv slash hop. That's twit.tv slash H-O-P for hands-on photography, where you see all of our previous episodes, you see all of the show notes, you see all of the subscription options there. And if your podcast application allows you to do some sort of rating, a star rating or thumbs up or whatever it is, give me a rating there and leave me a comment there so it can push us up in the search and uh, let other folks discover the show. And be sure to share the show with all of your friends and family and maybe one enemy just to piss them off a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a shout out to my man, Mr. Victor, for making me look and sound good each and every week. Shout out to you, the loyal hands-on photography listener. Hey, safely create and dominate. And we'll catch you next time. Hey folks, I'm Ant Pruitt, and what do you get your favorite tech geek that has everything? A Club Twit gift subscription, of course. Twit podcasts keep them informed and entertained with the most relevant tech news podcasts available. With a Club Twit subscription, they get access to all of our podcasts ad-free. They also get access to our members-only Discord, access to exclusive outtakes, behind-the-scenes, and special content such as AMAs, which I just love hosting. Plus, exclusive shows such as Hands on Mac, Hands on Windows, and the Untitled Linux Show. Purchase your geek's gift at twit.tv slash club twit, and it will thank you every day.